Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Jaybird Watching, Blue Jays fans. It's Brandon Panikar here with Mr. Adam Corsair and Mr. Craig Borden. Gentlemen, have the Rays killed your vibe for this evening or what? <laughs> A little bit. Jeez. Breaking news around the Blue Jays is that the Tampa Bay Rays have acquired supposed Blue Jays trade target Nelson Cruz uh, for their 10th ranked pitching prospect, Joe Ryan. And 17th ranked pitching prospect. What is it? Is it Drew Strotman? I think Strotman will go with. Strotman. Yeah. Yeah. Or Strowman, if you want to remove the T and just be yeah. a little more, uh, pronounce it easier. Regardless, uh, not a good move. And it has kind of killed the vibe. Uh, after the three game sweep of the Texas Rangers over the weekend and then the two game sweep by the Red Sox to the Blue Jays. Uh, kick us while we're down, won't you? <laughs> um, Adam, you saw this trade break. Um, like 10 minutes before we were about to hop on and start recording the show. Um, is your reaction the same as uh, all Blue Jays Twitter being like, why does it have to be the Rays? Yeah, yeah. And look, I'm on record to say that I, if you want to dig back into last week, um, I said that there's not really a spot for a Nelson Cruz on the Blue Jays, and I still believe that. I don't have any sort of remorse that the Blue Jays weren't as aggressive or more aggressive than the Rays in acquiring Nelson Cruz. Um, I think personally that would have made sort of a clusterfuck in the lineup, but I'm not the GM, so who am I? Um, but on the flip side, if it was, if it would have been one of those, you know how you play fantasy football and you make a preventative ad, as yes. it, like you see someone on the waiver wire, and you're like, I don't need them, but I just don't want my opponent to get them because yeah. it might benefit them. It's the same thing. Um, I don't like seeing the Tampa Bay Rays get them because this is going to clearly propel their offense a little bit further and um you know when the blue jays do we go back to the trop this year i'm sure we do i think probably once but i could be uh, wrong because it seems like they've played there three times already if i recall I, I, know the season, I know the season series isn't over with them we definitely have at least one series with them all right let me just do a quick browse right here just to see if i'm looking for their logo real quick they're coming to toronto mid-september and we go there late september of course um, yeah we're gonna go to toronto but uh, hey maybe we can get some thunderdome going on them when they finally come to toronto to yeah yo check this out raise in toronto raise in toronto then the twins come to toronto then we go to tampa then we go to minnesota oh wow <laughs> what an so interesting stretch exactly even because you should be smashing the freaking twins right now yeah um 
But to answer the question, I, I, it sucks that it's the Rays. I didn't think we were going to really catch up to them, but now this makes it a little bit harder because, to me, one of the Red Sox or the Rays are going to be at least the wild card. Definitely. Craig, what were your thoughts? Well, my thoughts were we didn't really need the offense, but really it had to be the Rays. I, I, they, they don't make trades like this. No, you know that's Nelson Cruz still makes a lot of money for this season. That's still the Rays taking on a good chunk in the midst of this whole thing. I know it's only a few months of a contract, but still, that's a lot of money to them. But hey, good on them for being able to do that. I'm still always, as much as I don't want to root for the Rays. If it got, came down to them in the World Series versus a lot of people, I'm probably gonna end up rooting for them just because it's the underdog, right? Mm. <laughs> so it always yes. ends up me i'm sorry to say to my friends that are phillies fans but when they were playing the rays versus the phillies that year i wasn't rooting for the damn phillies no, was I. <laughs> I agree so to that point like i said it sucks for the blue jays but good good on the rays for them being able to add a player that in a clear source of need in their lineup to get some thunder because in all reality guys this is a weird move for them too because he's obviously a one position guy he's not doing anything but de-aging and i'm sorry to say he's his days of playing left field in my opinion are even well gone at this point oh, yeah. no legs to it so he's almost to the point where he's in the, the albert Pujols stage of his career right he's just gonna swing hard in case he hits it that the catch is he's gonna be batting somewhere near 300 still it seems like yeah and get on base <laughs> so to that point the blue jays um do need to make a splash and we've been hearing that they are it's where that splash is going to come in and help this major league ball club going forward and we've talked about many options for the blue jays over the last few weeks and they, this is a if they want to be serious about contending now this is the put up or shut up move by the rest of the league for a team that was starting to backslide totally. this is not reinvigorated that lineup absolutely yeah i'm scared of what this could do to them moving forward this could be the igniter in that lineup uh, Craig, before we started pressing the record button, we went through and we looked. Joe Ryan is ranked the 10th uh, best prospect in the Rays organization, and Stratman is number 17. And we went and looked, and the closest pitchers in the Blue Jays system to those rankings are C.J. Van Eyck at number 9, and I think Joey Murray's either right at 17 or he's at 16. So if you just basically did that and put yourself in the Blue Jays' shoes and tried to do the exact equivalent of that deal. Would you have made this deal for Nelson Cruz if it was involving CJ Van Eyck and Joey Murray going to the twins? I would be hard pressed to do it, but right now I don't know what I'm really getting for Van Eyck. We literally just right. drafted him. Exactly. You get potential. And I honestly think the kid's going to be a good major leaguer at some point. Um, Joey Murray though is an interesting one because I feel Blue Jays fans have been hearing about Joey Murray and how well he spins the baseball and what he can really do. But we have obviously been fighting health issues, mm -hmm. staying on the field and getting to that point. But he's one of those guys that this spring training we were talking about, he's on the cusp. So where is he fit in? You know, was maybe where this whole thing goes, but he's also a depth major league ready arm right now for the next few years too. an under team control. We're obviously at, we would be getting Nelson Cruz basically for this season. I really, like I said, I'd give you 50, 50. If I was able to pull the trigger, great. But at that point, to what you were mentioning earlier, it does create a ridiculous log jam in our lineup that would have had to create another trade. Right, right. Adam, what about you? Would you do that trade, or would you maybe try to work in another arm or two to keep Murray or keep Van Eyck? I would have... I mean, they're just prospects to me. So, yeah, of course. And you said one of which was just drafted, Van Eyck. So you don't really know what you have there, really, yep. in terms of where the fit is in the organization. So... Um, it's, it's a wild card at best. So yeah, yeah, of course I would make that move. It, it he hasn't even solidified himself in the organization yeah. yet. Um, but it's I would assume, dry. I'm sorry. It's, yeah. Sign, I think he signed Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> Thanks for signing. Yeah. See you later. Um, and the thing is, is that you would have probably had to beat the offer, right? right. So Let's not forget, we were talking before we recorded, at least one of these arms that the Twins is getting, I think it was J Joe Ryan, is major league ready, right? He, he's Very right cool. on the cusp, and he could be ca uh, called up maybe at the end of this year or in, make an impact next year. Um, none of the, the guys that you mentioned for the Jays would have been ready this year at the very earliest. Right. Um, so you would have probably had to sprinkle something in, and you would have had to see if the Twins really you know, value 
those Blue Jays players the way they value right. the Rays players and the way the Rays organization develops pitching. Yeah. Uh, you probably would have had to double that. You would have yeah. probably had to just blow them out of the water with an uh, with an offer. And I, I would assume it would have had to include Nate Pearson. And for all the shit I talk about Nate Pearson, I wouldn't have been comfortable making that move. So um, I'm not upset that they didn't get Nelson Cruz. I'm Man. upset that he's going to Tampa. Yes, I think that's probably how we all feel. Yeah, uh, I think we're all in agreement I, there. Yeah, can I interject on what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Raise yeah. move with our prospects. So I'm, I just happen to be like you, Brendan, browsing through our, you know, top thirty prospects, and it really wouldn't have surprised me if it would have taken somebody like Am Klofenstein and then maybe an Eric Pardino. Mm-hmm. That is, that seems like a raise move and a snipe out of all yeah. things, doesn't it? He has yeah. me. We heard about Eric Pardino and what he was doing in the lowest levels of the Blue Jays minor league system. And then he had to have Tommy John. He is still recovering to the point where he's building up on that whole idea at this point. That would have been such a move for the Rays to be able to do something like that and pull a guy into their minor league system that could be a you know potential number one guy in their rotation three years down the line. Yeah, because that's the kind of talent that Pardino has. To me, that was just okay if they were looking for pitching in our system. That would have been the kind of thing they would have had to have been looking for. Something in those that little bit of name clout. Right. No, that makes sense. And look, we were going to uh, praise the city of Buffalo for hosting the Blue Jays, but we'll table that for later. It's a nice segue, this trade, into Blue Jays trade talks because this kind of puts a little bit of pressure on Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro at this point in the game, considering that, yeah, they were linked to Nelson Cruz for a little while and apparently had some interest. I don't doubt that they had some interest. But uh, the Rays beat them to the punch, and that leaves others like Joey Gallo uh, potentially available. But I want to focus on a comment, gentlemen, that Ross Atkins made yesterday on Tim and Friends on Sportsnet. He was talking directly um, in line with the starting pitching market and saying that there really isn't much out there right now, and there isn't an opportunity to be opportunistic. And we know that Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro love their opportunistic trades to not give up too much and look really smart in deals, which is awesome. Like, it's totally fine. Uh, But it seems like the starting pitching market is one where you might have to overpay to get a starter at this point. And with the Rays adding Nelson Cruz, the Red Sox being eight games up in the division, and the Blue Jays being four and a half back at the wild card, right around the trade deadline, which is right on the edge if if you're going to go all in or or not, it leads me to believe that they're going to stand pat with the rotation. Whether that's correct or not remains to be seen. But Craig, let's start with you. What do you make of those comments from Ross Atkins? Does that kind of shed some light into why the Blue Jays are maybe looking offense with previously being linked to Nelson Cruz? People speculating maybe Joey Gallo could be a fit. Or does that just mean they need to focus on making more additions to the bullpen? To me, it's definitely go for the bullpen, but I think the midst of that comment, it's a little bit loaded, right? As far as all what you were just alluding there. The Starting pitch it, pitching market is what it is. I think in the midst of that, what they're he was kind of saying is they're going to have to find a way to get clever to get right. the guy they want more than they are to just go after Max Scherzer. Yes, I know, Adam. Ch- calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that being said, I think they got to be fishing in the guys that they that are starting to do well, right? And and on other teams and really rely on their scouting department to be able to get them the guy that, that can help this team win right now. Because right now we've unfortunately seen it over the last week, the blue Jays starting rate rotation has been maybe overperforming. You know, Robbie Ray had a rough outing the other night. Ross Stripling completely fell off the wheel. Mm-hmm. Alec Manoa's hurt. There's something not a hundred percent right in that starting rotation. So how do you supplement it is what it is. I really think that like you we were talking about, there's just going to be a hard time landing that huge name for a starting pitcher. But to that point, there could be something in the Taiwan Walker, Robbie Ray ballpark that they might be able to sweep in and steal somebody from an organization that is having a rough go at it. I really think if they can hedge that bet and still raise that ceiling in their, uh, or, or not raise the ceiling, but raise that basement level for the right. rotation. They need to be able to find a way to do it. I think the best way they're still going to be able to add to this team is in the bullpen, though, and they need to just throw everything they can get at getting an arm for that bullpen. The big weakness in this whole system right now is the fact that we have been having to upload so many people from the minor leagues and hope you get the best out of them. We need to find a way to supplement that in, on both sides of the uh, you know, pitching side of the things. Adam? 
it seems to me that you know for the past couple of years with uh, Atkins and Shapiro at the trade deadline when it comes to adding. So we've seen this last year and prior to that was 2016. Really nowhere in between did you see them try to add uh, players to make a a playoff push because the Jays weren't in position to do so. Um, But it seems that they need to feel like they win the deal. And I don't know. I mean, last year was an anomaly just because of where things were sort of settled. And yeah, you had a, a kind of a close race. I think the White Sox were in a close race with the with the Jays for that final spot in the postseason. I want to say it was the White Sox we were dealing with, but um, it, it right now with so many teams sort of in it, especially with that wild card spot, you know, you still have Cleveland in it, you still have Seattle in it, you have the Yankees still in it. Um, Angels still seem to think they're in it. <laughs> I mean, kind of. I'm looking at it seven and a half. Yeah, I can't knock them out. That's the problem. Yeah. That, that is what baseball is created with that second wild card. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like at this point in the season, you're right. It, prior to the trade deadline, seven and a half isn't insurmountable. So you can even put them in it. That's potentially, and you know, the Yankees, if they're sniffing a postseason spot, they're going to start trying yeah. to buy. Um, so you, you that's a, a pretty good chunk of che- teams that you're going to have to sort of match or gamble against when trying to acquire pitchers from what the Rangers or the twins, uh, J hat, maybe, um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Kansas city. At least as good as Steven Matz right now. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'd take half over Matz right now, to be honest. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> or like, are you trying to deal with the Cubs or Colorado? Like there are a lot of teams that you're trying to, to compete with and other teams you're trying to acquire their assets. And yes, the Blue Jays have a deep farm, but are, is this management right now looking at the landscape of where the Blue Jays are and saying to themselves, we need to push to get, probably a rental piece. I don't think so. I don't think so. I honestly, I think, and I'm not trying to be the pessimist and I know I always am when it comes to the show, but when it comes to the trade deadline, I don't doubt that the blue Jays are going to make acquisitions. I just don't think it's going to be a splash. Yeah. I, I think they're going to tr- maybe add. Yeah. I think they're going to maybe add a bullpen arm or two and that's it. You know, they're not going to acquire starting pitcher pitching because I think Ross Atkins said almost as much saying we like where our starting pitching is at yeah. it's good enough or something along those lines yeah. so that can, enough to settle with it if he's yes yes <laughs> and you know and like i said we talked about this last week their goal right now is to get to a wild card spot you already have your pitcher for the wild card spot that's going to be the most important game for you you have that pitcher in robbie ray right now you don't necessarily need to add to the rotation especially when it's going to be a, a smaller rotation in the postseason anyway Right. And you have your three best right now, I would say. Um, So and you're going to look at bullpen arms. Most Blue Jays fans on Twitter are going to say who and they're going to give up players in the system that most Blue Jays fans are going to say who it's not going to make you, you know, startle. It's not going to blow your mind like 2015 did. It's going to be more reminiscent of 2016. And I would dare to say not even close to that much hype. I would even go as far as saying it's not going to reach the hype of even last year's trade deadline. I so I, I, yeah, I think it's just going to be small ads because on the one hand, like I said, you need to examine the landscape where the blue Jays are and say, okay, we have a shot. But at the same time, you're saying there's a lot of teams in front of us. We can't just blow the farm right now. We need to save those chips for maybe in the off season or next year where we can make a huge run at it. Yeah. Or yeah, for the best of those guys come up and rake. Yes. Or <laughs> that. Yes. Exactly. Can I, um, to that point of where you were going there a minute, Adam, with the teams sure. that are actually going to be sellers and just think mm. about what's really going to be in these equations right now. In our division, the only team that's really going to be a seller is possibly the Baltimore Orioles. What do they really have to sell? They don't have anything to sell. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to trade means or something to somebody when they have them under control for a million years. You know, it's not going to be anything crazy. You got the in the central division, the Tigers which are funny enough, not horrible. I don't know they're how I can hot right now. It's crazy. They're not out, dude. They're eight and a half out of a, out of the <laughs> wild card, right? Eight yeah. and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Four games under 500 right now. Yeah. Eight and, a, eight and a half out. They're technically only, yeah. They're right behind the blue Jays for by three games. Yep. That's sad. 
anyway, um, then the Twins and the Kansas City Royals in that division. I would give you the point that the Kansas City at least has Danny Duffy and a couple starters that might look good as a Blue Jay. Obviously, I would love to get somebody like Jose Barrios or whatever from the Twins mm. or anybody like that. Or like we were just talking, settle for Jay Happ. I would think they would get the best out of Jay Happ one way or the other in that situation. Um, and then we were just saying in the West for the AL, the Texas Rangers are really the only team that's out of it. Right. So they have a couple of assets. So I'm, I think I'm up to a few teams that maybe 10 players are really available out of those guys that we would actually give a crap about. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm yeah, seeing yeah. some smoke to that. Um, you know, that fire that he was, ta- we were talking about with what Shapiro was talking about the American, the national league's a little different, but it's really the Miami Marlins, Chicago Cubs are still hanging in there technically, but they've been linked to being sellers at the trade deadline. Pittsburgh Pirates, great. Okay, same idea as the Orioles. There's only so much you can really loot. Might be the right guy there, though. <laughs> and then the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. Yep. Yeah, it's there's not too many trade options in either league at this point. I mean, unless you overpay to get pry somebody away like we've talked about in the past. Yeah, Craig, to your point, you can start going through some of those teams. The Tigers, the main guys in the rotation right now are building blocks. Casey Mize. Tarek Skubal, and some of those other guys. So they're probably not going to be trading anybody. Uh, maybe some aging veterans that are on their roster. The Twins, they've started their sale. But even then, being one of the few teams that are probably going to be in sell mode, the price is going to be really high. And at which point, it's just like, do you really want to pay a high price? They might. They might not. We'll see. So that pretty much just leaves the Texas Rangers. And I think that's kind of where everybody's going with either Joey Gallo or Ian Kennedy or maybe Kyle Gibson even though I'm not sure I want to pay a high price for Kyle Gibson, who's only had one good year in his career, and it's been this year. Like, phenomenal year. Maybe Kyle Gibson of last year or the year before, when he's kind of like a high three, low four ERA guy, sure, I'll take that for the middle of the rotation or the back end. But, yeah, okay. it's going to cost them a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the cost will be a lot for Kyle Gibson this year. So, you know what, guys? As we started listing some of those teams, why don't we look above us in the standings? And it's kind of funny how the agenda started and the trade talks kind of make it go the opposite way I intended. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to the fact that the Blue Jays have eight games remaining with the Boston Red Sox for the season. They are done with them after that, I guess, that second or the first full weekend in August, uh, which is going to be at the Rogers Center, which is awesome. Uh, but first, they have four games at Fenway Park. Monday through Thursday of next week. Then they welcome uh, who comes Kansas City Royals come to Rogers Center, then Cleveland and then Boston for another four games. So a lot of Red Sox over the course of the next two weeks. They are eight games back of the Red Sox right now. And they are. Is it eight games? Yeah, I think it is. Or eight and a half. Eight and a half. And And they have eight games remaining. So you have to think that you need to if you want to make some serious ground and try to stay in the division race. You need to go at least seven and three. And right now, that seems like it'll be incredibly tough to do after not a lot went right in those two games. The thing that went right the most, Craig, was the fact that Tuesday got rained out and it got pushed to a game at the Rogers Center. That series is not great. So, Mr. Borden, what record do the Blue Jays need to have against the Red Sox over the course of these next eight games to stay in the race for the division? Because if it's me, six and four. While that looks good, it's not enough to stay in the division race. It probably has to be seven and three or better. I think it has to be seven and three and better. And honestly, if they really want to be taken seriously, they need to just freaking truck the Red Sox for those both those series. You're gonna have one of them as the return to the Rogers Center, basically. There should be no reason in hell that that shouldn't light a fire under their ass to win those games. So to that point, okay, great. Let's just take that series. They, if they don't take that series, I think it's going to send a, a, a hampering through the fact that they can't find a way to beat the Red Sox. And it's going to feel very eerily similar to how, how much fun we keep having with the Rays. They're yeah. turning in a very, very pesky team, and I don't know how the hell they keep beating us. One of the fans on Twitter this evening mentioned that they were just sitting on high fastballs all night, eat both games, and they were just tattooing them. Yeah. And they, we, we obviously, they need to find a way to adjust to that and get around their damn bats. But uh, I don't know if with the way the Red Sox, I don't know how they keep doing this. I really don't. And they got to find a way to get around the Red Sox if they want to get around this division and be in serious. Otherwise, like I, you were saying, wild card at best, you know? Yeah. Adam? Yeah, I don't know. It, all right. We're all in agreement that the Red Sox are a legit team, right? So, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, this isn't. Are, yeah. Yeah, but um, yes. yes. <laughs> and then they're getting Chris um, 
He just started yeah. the other night. True, true. <laughs> um, this is a team that don't count them out. I don't anticipate them making any, you know, huge moves, but don't count them out to, you know, make some incremental improvements to stay where they are. Um, so you said they got a total of eight games left against them. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you got to go above 500 in that. You got to win at least six. And I'm just, I'm not seeing that. I, I just, I'm sorry. I don't, I, I don't see the Blue Jays being able to beat this team. And, you know, for as many holes as we anticipated the Red Sox to have, especially in the yeah. outfield coming into this season, it's, you know, uh, yeah, they might have the best outfield in the American League. And that's, I'm sorry, they, they just might. Um, they've been that good. Uh, I just don't see it. I, I don't see the Blue Jays being able to take advantage of these games and run away with them as much as I would like to see them do it. Um, I would like to be wrong. I would especially like to be wrong against the Red Sox. Believe me. But after <laughs> seeing what happened this past uh, weekend, I am not encouraged by by the performance against good teams. And this is even without the Red Sox. Good right. teams yeah. that the Blue Jays play. Like, uh, let's not forget, they still have games against the likes of Seattle. They still have games against the likes of Chicago coming up. Um, we can't just keep counting on these games against the lower tier teams, even the Mets they're playing. Yeah. Um, where are the holes besides the Nationals maybe in in Baltimore? What in Detroit? You know, I don't I don't trust them against the Angels even. You know, I especially in LA. Are in the division, you know. I, and that's got to be like what? Just beating up on the Orioles? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, it's Again, this is why I don't looking at the landscape of things. I don't know that we're going to see a lot of splash moves for the Blue Jays because really what upgrade do you think they can make to make them surpass teams like the Red Sox or even take six games out of out of eight against the Red Sox? I don't I don't see anything that they can do. So uh, you just got to try to keep your head above water with what you got. But they got to at least win six games. Yeah. it's a blessing that one of them is a double header because the Blue Jays tend to perform well in those. But it, just roller. take advantage. Yeah. So I just, yeah. Adam, I'll put it back on you. Does uh, seeing the Rays make this move about what? It's five, seven days, uh, actually eight days out from the trade deadline being July 30th. Mm-hmm. Does that put some pressure on Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro to maybe make a move over the weekend to get somebody in before the Red Sox series, knowing how important these next eight games are if they want to stay in the race for the division? No. What What is it that they're going to add besides maybe a bullpen arm that's going to pitch maybe twice? You know, <laughs> like, what are, what are they going to add? And that's being generous. And that's, you're just going to throw him into the wolves and hopefully that he makes, has some sort of chemistry with the blue, with Alejandro Kirk, probably, you know, it's a really, really sticky situation. I don't see them being aggressive until maybe the very last minute. If that. Yeah. Craig. I'm with you on the uh, last minute thing, Adam. I really think that that's going to be where they end up sniping down and getting somebody to, uh, get that last piece or whatever they're looking for because they're, mm. they're going to for somebody to be desperate at the end. And they were like, Oh yeah, by the way, we still have this guy here. You want him? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Hold it. You fill up basically. Right. <laughs> um, to the point of, um, Pat, uh, Patrick Cawthorn Cawthorn on our Twitter feed. Sure. Would it be worse for the blue Jays to just grab a veteran catcher and hope they squeeze the best out of this pitching staff? Yeah. I don't see the point. No, same idea. It's it's chemistry like what we the the players that we have right now, like the pitchers that matter, right? Maybe you can throw Manoa out of this. I, and he does matter, but he's going to he's going to throw to whoever. I'm sorry. You get what you get. Who was catching you that day? Yeah. He's and he that. probably doesn't even have a preference. He just probably yeah. relays what he, he likes. Throw anyway. throw. <laughs> yeah. But Ryu loves being caught. Yeah. Who does Ryu likes Jansen? Yeah, but he's probably going to get hurt. So, and he performed well with Reese. Ray performed well with Reese, and you're going to have Kirk up here. I mean, that's not a bad tandem to have, even though Reese is sort of, you know, falling off. But yeah, I mean, I, you need pitching. That's what we we need relief pitching, and more than one. It was, not, it was a good suggestion, I thought. But yeah, really, no doubt. Said, the point is, it, it it it'd be one of those things in a vacuum. I think that yes, that's a great yes, thing. yes. But yeah. it's like you're going to get like uh, like a Jonathan Lucroy in his prime. 
or <laughs> you yeah, know, I mean that would be amazing. Yeah, give me Brewers. Yeah, no, 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 no doubt. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to to shit on the on the suggestion. No, no doubt. I'm just saying that's a move that I think you make in the off season. I don't yeah. know that a mid season acquisition for a, a catcher is really what the Blue Jays need to make that spark to get to to a full yeah, season. As much as you would think that move would work out, I don't think it has. Mm. Baseball history. I just like I said. I it's it's one of those things you mentioned the chemistry piece to it. There's very few catchers that are so good at being the receiver for pitchers that you know a team was first off willing to even let him go let alone trade him and acquire him at this time of the season and be able to just run with it right right yeah but to the point of everything here i i i'm hard pressed to see what kind of a move they could make in the next couple days here to be able to do something like what you were mentioning where you can just steamroll the uh, red Sox. it would take a few moves i would think at the most or at the minimum, I think. And I don't think it's going to be anything to the point where you're acquiring somebody like George Springer in a trade. That would be right. the real, you know, thump to be able to make that worth it. And then honestly, offense would be, I think, where you would have to add that for that instant. That's what I'm thinking. Somebody that's hot right now. Like if it was Joey Gallo and you could add him before the Red Sox series and obviously you pull the trigger and do it. And that's what I'm thinking. Does seeing what they did against Texas against a weak team and then seeing how hopeless they looked against the Red Sox increase the pressure to get a Joey Gallo in before these eight games against Boston. I don't know. I, 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 I don't, I, they, they're not an aggressive type. Yeah. So in the midst of that whole thing, I might have exposed the flaws in our team as far yeah. as that. Goes. So as much as we know, we bludgeon people with offense. When you run into just enough good pitching, we watch what it can do to your offense here. We scored five runs in two games and they scored what? 27. Yeah, <laughs> well, it felt Just like that. <laughs> um, well, Craig, run with run with that thought, because one of the other agenda items kind of tying in everything is they swept the Texas Rangers and looked amazing in that. But the Rangers are also terrible. Um, if not for what those two runs that occurred in the ninth inning on Friday, they would have shut them out for the entire series. So they look like world beaters and uh, increased their playoff odds like crazy to what I think, Adam, you sent it earlier this week to 46 percent, according to fan graphs after the sweep. And then they go out and look hopeless against the Red Sox, who are in first place and are a good team. We're all in agreement. Craig, does this damper your expectations a little bit? Or do you think these past two games more of a blip on the radar? Because coming into the series, I think I saw the Blue Jays in the nine games that played the Red Sox outscored them 57 to 38 or something along those lines. But we're four and five. So they didn't have any problems scoring runs against the Red Sox coming into these past two games. So is there room for maybe some optimism? But no, I, I to me, this was something went awry. And I honestly think the, the Red Sox game plan beat the crap out of us. I really don't see anything other than that. They found a way to get around our pitch, our pitchers and they just mashed on it. Those the guys that were hitting home runs in last night's example. Right. J, J, um, J.D. Martinez doesn't hit too many balls that far to right center repetitively or run throw. And um, who was the other one that hit one? Um, Don back, right? Was he the I one think, that had the I first think one? I hit one. I know Kike hit like two on Monday. Mm-hmm. Where the hell did he all of a sudden become like the god <laughs> of the Red Sox? <laughs> that is a very, very Blue Jay move to watch somebody like Kiki Hernandez just destroy us for a series. Um, yeah. So to that point, like I said, I am full on a, a full believer that their game plan was just that much better than us for this series. And I'm honestly very happy that we didn't have to have that third game <laughs> because we have yeah. a chance now for that double header come back with a better game plan and hopefully thump the Red Sox. But to that point, they, they got to get more out of Ross Stripling, whatever they found. Apparently they got to call Chase Utley again and tell him what the hell, you know, he's tipping or biting this time now and figure out how to get him back in the game because that was, that was easily his worst start. Probably yeah. his career. Not it was just terrible. Week. One out, give up six runs. Yeah, I think one more while he was actually pitching, and that sixth one was when after Anthony Cade came in. But either way, horrible. And Blue Jays fans have seen him do better than that. I to me, he's still a guy that's going to give up three or four runs in a game, yeah. but he's going to keep you in it. Um, similar to um, you know, we saw the worst out of Robbie Ray in recent the other night. Still was what ten strikeouts, but it was you know the bullpen that unfortunately turned around and hammered it out that night. But 
there's there's more to our team, I think, than what we saw in this Red Sox series. I don't think it's to the point of what we did with the Red, the Rangers, the, the series before, but there is some fine medium in there where we are, should get back to our normal and hit five runs a game and still be able to win the majority of those games because our pitching should keep us this close to edging out with the offense, I think. To that right. point, though, we need to get back to that. Adam, does uh, this damp- damper your expectations a little bit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, first of all, yeah. Um, so, first of all, I, I, I want to make a correction. I said they were eight and a half back. They, they are eight. So, uh, Brendan, I think you said that. You were correct. I was wrong. Um, so, what I say? They were 60-something percent likely to make the playoffs this past weekend after the sweep? 46. 46. Okay. Well, they're down to 32. Okay, and uh, but still, so yeah, huge change. Um, put into perspective, the Orioles have a zero percent chance odds (laughs) to make the playoffs. The Blue Jays are next with the thirty-two percent. The Yankees are a forty-three point nine. We'll call it a forty-four percent. The Rays are a seventy-two point six before the Cruise trade percent to get to the postseason. And the Red Sox right now are a 90.3% chance to make the postseason. Yeah. I don't think anybody's knocking the Red Sox off. I still don't no see way. how the, I still don't see how the Yankees are any better than us. No, me neither. I don't either. <sighs> I can't buy it. Yeah, their lineup that they trotted out was it Tuesday was terrible. Yeah, exactly. But I get stuck watching way too much Yankee baseball and I feel like they're just running into wins somehow. And I it, it it's like, why did they do? <laughs> you know? Let me see. Um, so they got a series right now against Boston, and then they're going to Tampa. Then they got That's- the Marlins, the Orioles, the Mariners, the Royals, the White Sox, the Angels, the Red Sox, the Twins, the Braves, the Athletics, the Angels. They got a good schedule. To Yankees. finish out the year, the Orioles, Blue Jays, Mets, Orioles, Indians, Point. Texas, Red Sox. They do Blue have. Jays. Yeah. Yeah. Point, though, we're basically mirroring a lot of those same teams for our stretch. True. Still playing so, the Tigers six times, seven times. Yeah. Bit. Us and the Royals. Yankees have played the NL Central much. Is, are yeah. Correct. Correct, yeah. That's really what it comes down to. And I, I actually just had that up. I forgot where to go. So, yeah. The, the Blue Jays have played a whole 10 games against the Central. The Yankees have played 19. They, they're they going to end up going to the West a lot more than anything I thought in the midst yeah. of that. So True. that might be in our favor a little bit because, like I said, I don't think the Angels are going away. They're going to be a no. pain in the butt. They'll be around. See, Correct. I still don't trust the Mariners to finish it off because they never do. They're always hanging around until like the last couple of weeks and they choke. So I'm not too worried about Seattle. I'm not. I'm also not worried about Cleveland. Cleveland is an interesting team that could actually be a seller if they get a good offer and, and fall out of it. I just don't think they have enough offense or steam to keep in the conversation. So you might be able to look past two teams, at which point it's the Yankees, maybe the Angels, um, and who's directly behind the Blue Jays. It is the Angels, right? No, uh, Cleveland's directly behind them right now, and right. then the Angels are behind them. Okay, so yeah, I think you can probably cross Cleveland off the list. Uh, I also think you could probably cross Seattle off the list. So you're playing with the Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees. <laughs> trying to catch Oakland, which I think Oakland is catchable. I really do. I really uh, don't. Th- I think Wild Card Two is still up for grabs. Uh, that being said, so did this past two game series damper my expectations a little bit? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I think any Blue Jays fans would be stupid to not be a little scared going into Fenway Park for four games next week. Uh, But the good news is Ray pitches in that series. I think Ryu is lined up for that series as well. So they got their big guns going uh, at least. So there's that. We'll see how it goes. But it does. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Does it kind of feel to you that these three games, the Mets who are beatable um, and some pitching matchups are in the Blue Jays favor uh, this coming weekend and the four game series with the Red Sox kind of scream hey, maybe going in line with the last-minute trade thing that you're saying, Adam, maybe they see how these next seven games go because it's either going to go one or two ways. It'll go, yeah, you know what, the Blue Jays, maybe you take two or three in New York against the Mets, which I think they can do. I think that should be the expectation. But if they fall flat on their faces at Fenway and maybe just win one game, then it's like, are we actually going to be making trades to try to go for it at this point? Yeah. Yeah. other way of doing that not a rental guys right 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 right. i i just i don't see them not they're not going to do anything in haste right they're not going to look at where they are right now look at this nelson cruz move 
that the Rays made and say, okay, we got to do something. Um, I, I think it's going to be an evaluation process. Um, it's going to be right up to the last minute. And again, I don't think it's going to be anything that screams, oh my God, we're going for it. I just think it's going right. to be an incremental ad that's going to bolster their, it's going to not just Raise a now move. Yeah. It, it's, it's a, in the future move. It's not oh, going to be any sort of rental piece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I'm looking at the, the, the standings right now, I'm looking at the wild card and, you know, I'm not to, not to hijack anything in terms of questioning, but I'm curious, let's just say that the world's, you know, aligned perfectly and the blue Jays get the second wild card spot, right? They're able to beat out Seattle. They're able to beat out the Yankees and they, you know, keep Cleveland and the angels at bay and somehow Oakland falls off. Blue Jays got the second wild card spot. Knowing what we know and how this season has been, what do you want to do? You want to go to Boston or do you want to go to the Trop? Trop. You want to go to the Trop? I'll, I'll take it. That's how you exercise the demons, man. Trust me. That's what we said last year. You beat the Rays in the playoffs and you exercise it, but they obviously and didn't. Your <laughs> principal. If you beat the Rays in the Trop, round one in the wild card, you just got the whole damn thing. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Get it out of the That's way. Marlins level of running with the playoffs right there is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Marlins never won a division, but won two World Series. <laughs> Yeah, you know, selfishly, I'm saying go to Boston so I can go. Yeah, that's but, fair. Uh, Fenway Park in the playoffs scares the shit out of me, though. Not at all, dude. That's a small park. That's a tiny-ass park. You can hit dingers out of there, and I know the Red Sox are, but yeah. the Blue Jays can do some damage there. I want to see her. We haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's like it's like when the Raptors face the Celtics in the playoffs finally during the, uh, yeah, yeah, the bubble yeah. season. Everyone's like, finally, we get to see it. We haven't seen this. We have That's not true. seen a Blue That's Jays true. Red Sox postseason. I want to see it. I want to yeah. see what. I, do I think the Blue Jays could win it? Probably not. But it's still a one game showdown. Anything can happen, right? You have Robbie Ray on his game in Boston. If I'm there and I see it, I'm probably going to die because that's just the way it is in Boston. <laughs> but still, it'll be fun. I, I, I would prefer Boston after what happened last year in the playoffs. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Craig, who do, who would you prefer? Would you take the Rays or would you take the Red Sox? Oh. It's a coin flip of death either way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm that's why I went with my gut that. first. Adam's kind of brought me on to the whole idea of uh, we haven't ever played the Red Sox in a playoff series. So that would be one of those things that would be. Kind of and what we've done to the, done with them this season, maybe that would be the way to get go. And then you take that momentum and you're going to probably run into the Rays in the next one. Oh, yeah, you play the Rays <laughs> so in the next round because they win the division and win the AL. <laughs> it's yep. a five gamer. Yeah, true. There's a lot that can happen in five games and um, yeah. stuff like that. I I, I got to say this because I just found the weirdest freaking raise level of stats. See, we're talking about this uh, thing. Sure. I see. Um, I'm, I was in the standings. And if you look all the way over on MLB.com, as far as those stat columns go, the Blue Jays have a horrible record against left-handed pitching. They're 11 and 15 against pitcher or is that throw left-handed. Meanwhile, 37 and 29. It's like, oh, great. So that playoff series, the Rays are just going to throw out every left handy they fucking can. <laughs> yeah. See what happens. I can't believe it's that bad with how many righties we have in this damn lineup. There's the only are- like three teams that are worse, and it's the Baltimore Orioles, the Rockies, and I think it was the Cubs. Nope, Cubs are good. The Rays will throw out Ryan Yarbrough, and the Blue Jays will get Yarbroughed for whatever fucking reason he continues to own them. Yep. Rays <laughs> move yep. ever. They'll pitch that new rookie kid, that John McClannan. Oh, McClanahan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'll pitch him just for the shit of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, it's going to be an interesting next uh, next week in a bit to see what happens. Um, hopefully, we can feel a little bit better after this weekend with the Mets, and maybe you win two out of three there. Um, who is it? Ross or uh, Steven Matz goes tomorrow against Tyler Megill or Megill. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. Uh, Taiwan Walker on Saturday uh, against Hunjin Ryu. And then Sunday will be who's Sunday? Um, Ross Stripling. Yep. Um, against uh, TBD, I still think for the Mets. So, you know what? You might have a chance to take two or three there and go into Boston, hopefully hot. Um, yeah, let's wrap that up with the final topic, which was supposed to be the first topic of the night. Uh, <laughs> let's pay our salutes and respects to the city of Buffalo, New York, who has hosted the Blue Jays the last two seasons. Um, 
last year, obviously, there couldn't be fans at Salem Field. And it was the last possible place that they wanted to go to because there was a there was a thought that they were going to play home games in Baltimore. There was a thought they would play home games in Dunedin, but there was all the construction and the heat. There was thoughts that they would play in Pittsburgh, and that looked like it was going to happen for at least 24 hours. And when it fell apart, they're like, we actually have nowhere else to go other than Buffalo. So let's quickly try to revamp Salem Field for the next little while. And to their credit, they poured some money in there, made it their own. And they had a playoff berth playing at Salem Field uh, for last year. And then fans finally got to come and salute the Blue Jays for the last month and a half when they came back to Buffalo in June. And the average attendance at Salem Field beat out three major league teams, the Marlins, the Rays, and the Athletics. So Buffalo is a baseball city right now. (laughs) Yeah. So... (laughs) Yeah, the, it was a good home, I would say, to the Blue Jays for the last year and a bit, given the COVID uh, pandemic and everything like that. It is now almost in the rearview mirror, kind of, um, with the Blue Jays returning home. It feels like a sense of normalcy with them returning to the Rogers Center uh, next week, Friday. But Adam, let's start with you on this one. Um, sum up your thoughts on how gracious and good Buffalo was to the Blue Jays, or maybe not so much, uh, if you don't think it was as good as some people might. Um, what were your overall thoughts about the Blue Jays stint in Buffalo the last two years? Outstanding. Outstanding. Um, you know, last year we had no idea where this team was going to play. Remember we were thinking, oh, they're going to play in Pittsburgh at one point. Um, I think they were going to share a field in Atlanta, Baltimore. Baltimore. Um, there were numerous places they were going to go. And I remember Pittsburgh was super close. And then Pennsylvania, yeah. you know, nipped it right in the bud. Um, and then they transformed uh, Salem Field um, to make some pretty good upgrades for the uh, Blue Jays side. Maybe not the visitors side. But uh, yeah, yeah. The Yankees were pissed off about it, but whatever. And then this year, we didn't know what was going on. You know, we gave Dunedin their due, and we got to give Buffalo their due. Look, first of all, the the field looked gorgeous. I know it's still a minor league ballpark, and I know players don't necessarily like playing in minor league ballparks for good reason. But, you know, the Blue Jays organization made that place as close to a major league baseball field as possible. Um, And you got to give credit to the city of Buffalo in games that didn't include the Yankees, or the Red Sox, yeah. um, that they sh- they showed up. They adopted the Blue Jays. Yeah, they adopted the Blue Jays as their team, and the Blue Jays as an organization. Look, when you know, I'm gonna digress a little bit. When I started South of the Six years ago, it was because I wanted to show the Canadian fan base of the Blue Jays that there's an American fan that likes their team. Because let's be honest, there have been times where the Canadian fan base was saying. You know, the Americans don't respect our team. We don't get the national coverage that we deserve, and they still don't. Um, but now you this organization did a great job accidentally and almost, you know, just out of happenstance because of COVID to really bring in an American market to adopt them as their favorite team, right? You legitimately have Buffalonians or people in Western New York that legitimately love the Blue Jays because of what happened now. And it would not surprise me. You know how you see the Bills go to Toronto, or they used to go to Toronto every now and then. You had the Blue Jays go to Montreal in spring training. Would not surprise me if you have a series in Buffalo once a year. Would not shock me because of what happened. And I think that would be great. Yeah, yeah. You And on top of that, the Bison's got to be happy with with these upgrades. Yeah, they're probably thrilled. Um, because they're going back to Salem soon. And I think their first game is against Rochester, which is funny. Um, hilarious because I was, to your point, the whole, like the news coverage and stuff in Buffalo, the, the even here in Rochester, an hour down the street, because of last year, the minor league team played here, right? Mm-hmm. Because the stadium was only so big, you know, hour down the road on the throughway. And we, even right now, we're getting the Blue Jays feed during like the, um, the news and stuff. Rochester local sports talk about the Toronto Blue Jays all the time cool. now. Awesome. That's that a sweet. really weird, like you said, just something you never in a million years would have ever expected to happen. And uh, to the point of what you mentioned with the Bills series, that what the Bills used to travel over the border for one uh, for a game, yeah. 
season, and then there was one actual season game too. Yep. They succeeded where the Buffalo Bills didn't. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Action. They they actually successfully uh, integrated American fans that live in the city of Buffalo to be in Blue Jays fans, where the Bills could never really get that whole thing. It never felt like a home game during any of those. It was I'd been to a couple of them. It just felt like the weirdest like pilgrimage of there football. Was- Every NFL jersey there. I remember going to one of those games, and I think there was only like two teams I didn't see represented. <laughs> yeah. And to the fun part about what you mentioned with the Bisons coming back, oh my God, dude, they're getting like a major league upgrade when they come yeah, back. Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah, they are. Everything in that ballpark for them now. It's going to make them feel more like Blue Jays players. And I honestly, that at a minimum, lower, lowest low of this whole situation here, the Blue Jays are now going to always be. Buffalo Bisons before they come up to the big league. I don't know how this relationship could ever go sour to the point where any of the minor league systems like we've been dealing with how until we came to Buffalo with the minor league system, we were in fricking Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. How is that logistically fun at all for any players? Remember, we always make the the Mike McCoy (laughs) joke to the fact that he was like basically on the, he probably had the most frequent flyer miles easily anybody in the whole country, more than CEOs that are traveling for big companies, just because he was going like this across the States to Toronto. Oh yeah. (laughs) It wasn't before it was Syracuse, right? And that wasn't Syracuse sky chiefs. Scott yeah, right. Yes. for a long time. I don't right. know what went sour in that whole relationship, but something yeah. did. And now they're, I forget, oh, they're the Washington Nationals. No, Nationals, yep. yep. No, the Nationals are the Rochester Red Wings now. Oh, That's so true. the Nationals took over when the Blue Jays left. Yes, but now they've since moved even a little further down the throwaway. <laughs> right. Yeah, let's check that <laughs> out. Um, Syracuse. Twins aren't Rochester anymore, right? The Twins are yeah. not the Red Wings. Jeez. Yes, Syracuse, the Twins Syracuse, Sky Chiefs. The Orioles here. In oh, Rochester. Syracuse Mets. The, it's the Mets. Yeah, that's yeah. right, because they had, they basically had that in their um, in New York. Binghamton is their mm. double A. So they basically had this little short hour drive between two of their minor league teams. That's good for them. Yeah. Where I actually that's saw Boba the first time was playing him, him playing against the uh, Binghamton Mets in Binghamton. So that was fun times. So to that point. Um, it, it's it's awesome. And I couldn't say enough good things about the fans in Buffalo. And yes, you. Western New York having Yankee fans. I'm sorry. Those were never going to ever in a million yeah. years. Games. Think of how many games even in Toronto over the, the dull years there were actually home games for the New York Yankees because all yeah. the New York on my side of the state here would just go yeah. over the board and have a good time for the weekend and have fun. But um, kind of like what we're doing to the Seattle Mariners fans now. <laughs> Except that uh, even though the border is opening for Americans to come to Canada, it is not the other way around. So that I, I, I think the Seattle Mariners purposely told the president, yeah. the government, to keep it closed until after that. <laughs> you know what? That being said, though, you're probably going to see a lot more people from Buffalo try to buy tickets to go to Toronto Blue Jays games more frequently than they used to, which Definitely. is a great thing. And, you know, like you're going to have that because it's not that far. No. Because yeah. now a lot of them bought into this team and these players and the Vladimania is happening, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Perfect time for it. Perfect it time. Is. I don't have the bank to be able to go to a game when it was here. Yeah. My my uh, quasi-roommate here when I would come up for games has moved out of town. So yeah. <laughs> I have to hotel it now. <laughs> yeah. Or just take the go trade. <laughs> Still got but some yes. points. I'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, other than when the Blue Jays clinched uh, the wildcard spot last year, I know that there's the whole debate. It's like, yeah, it's eight teams in the playoffs, 60-game season. It was still fun. Like, we had a great time. It was great for our podcast to be able to say we're covering a playoff baseball team. Uh, but removing that memory of them clinching the playoff spot at Salem Field, Craig, is there a specific moment or game that stands out for you from what they played in Buffalo last year or even this year? The moment? Caleb Joseph's uh, playoff speech. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, it's still in your head. (laughs) Um, We do it at the end of this every show. So, yeah, that's... Thank you, Caleb Joseph. We wouldn't have that sign-off if it wasn't for Caleb Joseph. So I'm just going (laughs) to... That's true. Adam, what about you? Ah, yeah. Couples really stand out, but... The one that sticks out the most is the Danny Jansen Grand Slam. Yes, that was going to be my answer. <laughs> I don't know why. But I just think because it was Danny Jansen, you just never see him play that well. And yep. that he just had his moment. And he, you, he was so psyched when he hit that. It 
you're running around the bases, and we were like, okay, this is it. This is the moment that we're going to finally see Danny finally Jansen freak out. Awesome. Never happened. Yeah. And I think that's why. So, yeah, that and was a grand slam. You guys, the story of how Michael Michael K was like, why is this guy even in the major leagues? Yeah. What the yeah. hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And him just go instant silent on that feed was just the best thing I've ever Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that was mine too, for sure. None others really from last year come to mind because I wanted to try to forget about 2020 as quickly as possible. Uh, but that game definitely stood out because what they were down, I think, like five or six nothing um, early. And then they came back and scored like eight runs off of Adam Ottavino. And then he complained about sign stealing and all that different kind of stuff. So that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, Buffalo was a great home to the Blue Jays. I don't think anybody in Toronto and the GTA is necessarily going to be like, you know what? I wish the Blue Jays were still in Buffalo or I miss those days because we're getting our baseball team back. Um, the amount of people on Twitter I've seen. He frees yep. up. He froze <laughs> up. I thought it was gonna be me. Uh, uh, yeah. Was... Now he's back. He's now back. he's back. Gonna... Oh, am I back? Did I yeah, you're out? back now. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> right in the middle of my rant. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Rerant. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's back it up. Anyways, it's nice seeing Blue Jays fans on Twitter who are in Ontario being able to buy tickets to go see their team again. Hopefully, it gives them a lift uh, when they get back to Toronto. It's kind of interesting how it's going to work out that the day of the trade deadline is the first home game where you never know if they do make a splash, if they do make an ad that gets people excited, that's going to make 15,000 people sound like 50,000 people uh, when they first get back. And hopefully they can take that and run with it in the second half of the season or the post trade deadline part of the season. Um, With that, gentlemen, let's wrap it up with a little bit of a prediction and preview uh, for the New York Mets and the four game series against the Boston Red Sox, as we will be recording next Thursday during the final game of that Red Sox series. So we'll do all four games for predictions. Uh, Adam, you go first, give us your records uh, for the Mets series and then the Red Sox series. All right. Uh, I feel like there's a decent amount of pressure coming into this, this weekend against the Mets. Um, I love that Saturday night. Saturday's game is a night game. Um, I'm going to go, they're going to, they're going to take two out of the Mets. I need them to win three against Austin. Yeah. I'm thinking a split though. I'm going to be a little conservative about it. I'm going to say a split. So out of seven games, they're winning. What did I say? Four. Four. Yeah. Four and three. Craig. That's where I need them to be, but I really don't think they're going to win anything but one, maybe one game in Fenway. Yeah. The momentum is not on their side in that matchup, unfortunately. It really not isn't. Something drastic all of a sudden lights a fire under their butt. If they somehow pull off a sweep against the Mets, I can say a split against the Red Sox. Okay. But I think that's what's going to happen. Right. So uh, I do uh, have one thing I want to do. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. So this dawned on me before the show, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's a so awesome moment if that would happen. There's something equivalent to this, right? So per the two claps and a Ric Flair with a the wrestling theme, right? Hmm. I was thinking if the Blue Jays come back to Toronto, and as the game is starting to get ready, and they're getting ready to do the first pitch, you get Dwayne The Rock Johnson to throw out the first pitch, and then do, finally, the Blue Jays <laughs> to Toronto. <laughs> That'd be awesome. If they do that, you get royalties. I know, right? Where the hell? I'm, I should be a marketing guy, man. Oh, yeah. wait. Joe only gets like a few thousand. No, let's get him here. <laughs> so, Craig, well, your yes. official record prediction is three and four then. Or what or what, what about the Mets series? Because you said one at Fenway is what you're expecting. Reality, I think we go three and four. Okay. I think we're going to go two and one against the Mets. And then unfortunately we're going to get slammed again by the Red Sox, at least one more series before we can redeem ourselves. I think, unfortunately, Um, to that point, I do think there's a chance that they have the right pitching matchups to actually do something key against the Mets. Right. Mets offense has been a little wonky lately. We might be able to hit that right in that wave and hopefully get something out of it. But I still only seen a two, two and one against the Mets. Yeah, that's where I'm. That's where I'm at too. You know how big this series would be if we were in the National League East, because this would be the battle for first place <laughs> against the Mets, uh, which sucks to think about. But yeah, I'm going two and one, uh, two and one against the Mets, and uh, I'm 
aligning with you, Adam. I think two and two seems pretty fair, I hope. Um, but in reality, they do need to win three. Uh, how? I don't know how they will do that. But if they do, then I think they are, could potentially set themselves up nicely to take advantage of Kansas City and Cleveland before they play them again uh, at Rogers Center. So with that, Craig, take it away. Do the honors. Who? What? Everybody picked the click last week. Yeah. <laughs> So we had a lot of feedback actually last week on our Twitter and I'm going to have to pull up and after we figure out who the pick the click is here, because I think we almost have to pick from our fun. And then I think we all, because there was a good like 20 something people that submitted picks to click and see who the normal blue Jay winner of the week would be outside of our picks. Hmm. See what happens. If it's one of our guys, that was the best guy, you know, great, fine. We'll go from there. <laughs> so, but Brendan Panikar. You had Vlad because you wanted to make sure you kept on pace with your every few weeks you win. Yeah. <laughs> um, Adam, you had George Springer and I had Boba Shett and, you know, token pick for Chris Key. Yeah, the, you know, Robbie Ray. Oh, we, know that did, we know that <laughs> didn't win. <laughs> uh, so that was a little rough for him this week. So to that point, I'm kind of leaning in the Vlad lust again. Of course. Yes. All right. So, I'll take it. <laughs> I need a win. <laughs> <laughs> So to that point, Mr. Uh, Panikar puts it on the board. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he is now tied with you, Mr. Corsair, for the season. And I'm still up on two on each of you. And our guest spot, basically Chris, two wins. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Both from the same guy, from the same Blue Jay. So, <laughs> yep. Who, Blue Jay fans, I will rifle through the... Uh, wonderful funds with the tweets and make sure you get your shout out on our Twitter handle and all our social media fun and make sure you get your credit. <laughs> all right so, so that point. because i took vlad i don't want to go first because i feel that's cheating so uh adam you go first <laughs> uh, i was ready <laughs> i can Dick. go um i'm gonna i need i'm not gonna pick him but i need george springer to george springer things um we begin to tease to it that's the thing yeah. that's making it rough yeah <laughs> I'm going to go left field here and not literally. I'm going to go Alejandro Kirk because I know he's coming. Ooh. Oh, there it is. Ballsy. Yeah. I think there's no way in hell he's not coming at this point. He has though. to. Yeah. yeah, I would I would imagine so. Running the second base yesterday when that. And the sad thing is, too, he was starting to hit the ball hard and it actually was finding some. Yeah, gaps. he made some good contact. Um, but was Jansen yeah. placed on the IL? Yeah. No, I don't think he was officially. But Piamps but, got traded. Yes. So yes. There you go. So, Did you hear the rumor that. about why he got traded? No. Is because he refused to get a vaccine and doesn't want and they didn't want to deal with the headache of the Canadian border. That yeah. is the rumor that some people said. I don't know if that's true or been confirmed, but that is a rumor. Okay. It is what it is. If that's how things are going to be. Um, yeah. yeah. We've already seen, per what you were mentioning earlier, the NFL's new standpoint on that. Yeah. One. Yeah. Love it. Get your damn vaccine. It took I five know. seconds. I didn't it's hurt. Hard. It's not scary. <laughs> Trust us. It's not. We are all fully vaxxed and we're still here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if it goes away, it sounded like it sounds like us Americans are going to be going for round three, maybe in the fall. <laughs> Lovely. Yep. Yeah, yeah. we are. <laughs> so anyways, oh, um, I guess that means so, hey, are you going to go, Mr. Winner last uh, week? Go for it. Uh, we're playing the Mets in the Red Sox and we didn't do shit against the Red Sox. You know what? Every time Loris Gurriel Jr. seems to play in New York against the Yankees, he tends to rake. So I'm just going to hope that luck translates over to New York on the other side of town. And I'm going to call Loris Gurriel. Nice. I like it. I I, as well am going to go in the outfield and take Teoscar Hernandez. I just feel like he has a big series at Fenway incoming right now. And he will be the new rowdy at Fenway. (laughs) Here you go. So I, I'm going to throw this because I, I'm I'm actually winning in my fan, one fantasy baseball league. That's the big buyout league. And because we have keepers for minor league retention, I actually just flipped Wander Franco for Teoscar because I'm in win now mode. Oh, wow. He, he keep next year. But Franco ain't helping me win right now. Right. right. <laughs> Oscar, I'm hoping carries over and gives me some more home runs like he did the other night. <laughs> so. Take home that big pot at the uh, at the end of the season. I need some money. But <laughs> yep. I got my brother, too. That's the thing that blows. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, 
gentlemen, is there anything else you guys want to add on to any final comments before we uh, wrap it up? Yeah, no, sign the wrong thing I said. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you got to have a big splash for that first pitch yeah. after years of not being home you got to do yeah, something no just have like the mayor of toronto come out and do something that would just be and make everybody angry considering what they've been doing lately but uh that will exactly. we won't get into that kind of stuff uh today uh <laughs> anyways blue jays fans thank you again for tuning in uh contributing to uh and talking with craig uh to get some of your opinions over the airwaves you know where to find us stadium scene uh and other places like that spotify subscribe like Tell your friends, tell your family. Um, and hopefully when we record next Thursday, we have a trade or two to talk about. And we're in a better mood uh, after playing hmm. the Red Sox as opposed to how we feel right now. But so, until then, gentlemen, let's end this how we normally do. Two claps and a Ric Flair. Let's go. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Oh, Blue Jays. Oh, Blue Jays. We're coming home. to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering so you can plan with confidence free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected and 24 7 customer support means you can travel worry free Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.